You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an S&T Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At S&T, it's just what we do. S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. That's on me. I hit the wrong sounder. Bro, what? I'm sorry. Wrong button. Listen, it's an honest mistake. What? All right. We had to just jump Uh, into it cold there. I know that feels wrong, right? You know what that felt like? uh, Oh, Lord. uh, That's like when you get out of the shower and then have to use the bathroom. That's just not not a great feeling. I'm sorry. Hold on. We'll listen. Just listen to it for a second. Good afternoon, Steeler Nation. How we doing? I'm discombobulated. Yeah, me too. Uh, I realize that that's the second time in as many weeks yes, uh, that I've messed up the second hour intro, which feels like a big point of the show. Especially when you're hosting. Yeah. Because you I know. Set the Good tone. afternoon. And I know energy for the last you hour said of the, the show. the standard was the standard. The and standard is the standard. You deviated away from said standard that you created. Oh, good Lord. You know, it's tough setting such high standards for yourself here sometimes. Now you're seeking comfort. I am seeking comfort. Mm-mm-mm. I should just cut my eyelids off and get on with it. Yes. It's like when you're a musician and you play a wrong note, you don't stop and you just keep going. You just get the next note right. That, that right? wasn't a wrong note. That was like the wrong song. We was like, hey, can, can I get... Uh, Everybody can I, else? Can I kind of get Flight of the Bumblebee? And y'all came in with like, you know, the Emperor's March. Yeah. Everyone else was playing Beethoven's seventh and you I was playing saying? Beethoven's ninth. Yeah. It was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What song is that? Does Beethoven have a ninth? I think he does. Yeah. He's got like dozens, doesn't he? Isn't it's like ba- a Beethoven's like thirty seventh? Yeah, it's Beethoven, man. Just throw Beethoven with a number and some words you don't really know how to say, and you're like, oh, you're yeah, in good Beethoven. shape. Yeah. Okay, that's what I like. Some to hear. T's, some Z's, and some Y's, and be like, oh man, that's 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 heck of a song right there, man. Well, let me get out of my own way here. All right, and this is the part of the program every single Friday or the last show day before the Steelers play a game. We do our little matchup segment. We step mm-hmm. into the classroom with Professor Motes. And it's a little thing called Five Star Friday. Simple concept. Motsi gives us the five biggest matchups that determine the outcome of the Steelers' upcoming game. This time, it's Seattle, the Seahawks, Sunday, out there on the West Coast. It's time for Five Star Friday. It's a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star matchup. Anybody we play is a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star Friday, matchup number one. Well, let's get right to it. Alex Highsmith, new friend of the show. When he was talking about the Seahawks, first thing he said was they got a nice set of running backs. Well, they do. And the first guy that we need to worry about is Kenneth Walker. Starts with him, man. He is the guy that keeps that offense on schedule. He's the guy that makes that offense go. When he's running at a high level and having success, Geno looks a lot better. The receivers play a lot better. And their offense flows a lot smoother. So when we're talking Kenneth Walker, the first matchup we got to look at are these inside linebackers. And the reason I just say inside linebackers 
because I don't know what cast of characters we're going to have. <laughs> Last week, it was Atlanta Roberts, and it started out with Atlanta Roberts and Michael Walker. By the time it ended, I think it was Miles, Jack, and uh, whoever we was putting out there at times. It was mm-hmm. little Michael Walker. I think we had some Mark Robinson that came in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're going we're gonna to roll through. Blake Martinez, we're we going through that right now. So, whichever set of inside linebackers we do have out there, it is going to be important that we tackle Kenneth Walker. Now, the reason why I say emphasis on the tackling part I'm not necessarily overly concerned with him making us miss in terms of the lateral quickness because that's not necessarily the big part of his game. The big part for him, though, is his yards at the contact. You hit this dude, he's not going down off of one guy. Keeps his legs driving. He's a professional in that vein, and you got to wrap this guy up. So when I'm looking at our inside linebackers, I'm looking at that, and I'm saying we have to stop the run, specifically Kenneth Walker. No doubt. I'm with you on that. I think a big part of this game is which defense can make the other offense more predictable and more yep. one-dimensional. So I'm glad you started there. That's a good place to start. Five-star Friday, matchup number two. Now, they happen to have a big-body receiver that's, you know, pro bowl caliber, flirts with all pro caliber, has learned sign language so he can diss all his ops without getting flags. I love it. I love it, all right? But um, he's a big physical receiver. Emphasis on physical. I don't know. You a combine guy. I'm trying to be a combine guy on the Buddy. media side of it. I went to the combine. All right. He was, this guy was the story I mean, of the they, 2019 they, they talked combine. about how this man had 2% body fat. Now, Wes, you know I'm not a, a body expert, but, man, I've never seen less than 6% alive. All right? So my man had 2%, bro. He looked like it, though. All right? He walked into his meeting with the Seahawks with shirtless. With no shirt on. He said, I got my shirt off. Bold I got my shirt man. off. It worked, worked though, out huh? For him. Definitely worked, worked out, for out for him. If I looked like that, I'd yeah. never wear a shirt either. But 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 can I can I tell you about my friend though? So so I got this friend, right? He kind of crazy. And he just had his son, and his son played for the team now. And guess what about his son? He's kind of crazy. His too. son kind of crazy too. Is he the king of the north? Okay. All right. I'm just saying, you feel me? Now, I got this cat by the name of JPJ. Okay. I want to see what them three initials going to do to these two initials, if that makes sense. You dig what I'm saying? Because a DK is cool, but a JPJ just hit a little hard. It just seemed a little right. And uh, why do we draft JPJ to combat these big body all-world receivers? Why do we draft JPJ to come out here and take away the team's best options from a passing standpoint? Why did we draft JPJ to see him follow around T. Higgins on occasion, to see him match up with Devontae Adams? That's why we brought him here. And he's been excelling in those moments. This is going to be a different task, though, just because of the size and the true physical nature that DK plays with. Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams is big, but Devontae is not playing that type of physical game. Devontae is a smooth, silky smooth route runner, man. Correct, correct. When you talk T. Higgins, T. Higgins, long, big speed. Think more Martavis Bryant type guys, right? There's not many DK Metcalf type guys. DK, <laughs> yeah, it's just a different game. So why am I saying this to everybody on the front end? If JPJ has a little bit more penalties this week, do not lose your mind. He is dealing with a very, very physical specimen who wants to play very physical at the catch point and make the referees have to decide on, was it OPI or was it DPI? Okay, so with that being the case, JPJ, man, we ain't turning nothing down. We not blinking at all. The eyelids been cut off. I already know that. So let's go out here and win this matchup because once it's one-dimensional, this is the guy that Gino wants to stretch the field with. Tyler Lockett is definitely a good player. Jackson Smith and Jacobs is a good player running out the slot. But when they want to stretch the yard, this is who they're going to. 
Arthur Motes, if I would have had to bet my life on one matchup that was going to be on this list, this would have been the one. Get your popcorn ready. It's everybody's Madden create-a-player wide receiver, DK Metcalf, against the young king in the north, Peasy Jr. I know his daddy, so I'm rolling with the young fella. I'm telling you now, I done seen where he grew up at. I, I done watch his proving grounds. I'm letting you know. I'm rolling with him. I got my money on that one. How about that? That's how I feel about it. I know. Where and you, you, grew and up. you can let her know I said it too. North Allegheny, okay. baby. Wex. All right. Now, let me ask you this. What's up? Everyone knows I went to Mars, right? That's That's been laid out over the years Solution. on this show. Yeah. In the center of the universe, Mars, Pennsylvania. There it is, man. I went to Churchland High School. But I, I, I was a North Allegheny kid until my family moved in seventh grade. Yeah. So do I get to kind of like how transfers, like, you know how like some, yeah. some of these guys, like, like Russell Wilson claims NC State and claims yeah. Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Jordan Addison claims Pitt and USC. I mean, do Joey, I get to claim North Allegheny and Mars? Nah, I don't want them. Joey Porter Jr. claims Bakersfield as well. No doubt. Because, yeah, it's a similar situation. Uh, so, yeah, that's man. That's true. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a Mars guy through and through. I can't do it. But let's ride, there PZ it is. Jr. There it is. He turned his back on his hood. I hate USU. Never. <laughs> Not getting off my spaceship in Mars. Five-star Friday matchup number three. All right. Well, we just talked to the cat on the phone. And, of course, I was going to be bringing him up in this matchup. So, let's hop right into it, baby. (sighs) This tackle situation going on in Seattle. On the right side, they got a guy by the name of Abraham Lucas. Abraham Lucas is cool, but he ain't like that. On the left side, though, they got a guy that I think, man, you talked about a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Charles Cross. I like him. Yeah, it was a pretty cool guy, man. We was like, yo, what? Yeah, who's going to draft office lineman? Maybe he'd be you interesting, You and I talked right? about him a lot in the, you know? in the draft process recently. Yeah, yeah. it was just like, un- unfortunately, he just ended up going to another team that happens to face <laughs> Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt this week. Good luck. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Good luck. I don't mean to laugh, but I got to laugh because I'm watching Charles Cross struggle last week versus Tennessee. I'm like, bro. No offense, Tennessee. Tennessee ain't got Alex Heisman for TJ Watt rushing off that edge, baby. They do not. They ain't got them catch rushing I off that, that edge, man. I'll check one for you real okay. quick. You, you are correct. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't even mean to be laughing like this, but i seen what i seen on tape. That's why I love tape. The tape don't lie. The numbers are a lot to you. Uh, man, you could look at a number, and number say, man, this guy had a sack, and you'd be like, he was kicking butt. And then you watch that tape, and the sack was, man, the QB was running out of bounds, and he was the closest guy to him. So they gave him the sack. He'd be like, yo, he's balling. Like, ah, no, he's not. Okay. <laughs> but this week and now, we bought in different weeks, man. So Alex Highsmith, TJ Watt, we know. The big weakness for us right now is our secondary, mainly because of the injuries. We got a lot of moving pieces. Communication is critical. Why is communication potentially at danger or at risk? Because of the new pieces and the amount of communication that has to take place versus a team like Seattle who does a good job with crossing routes, play action pass, where now you have to get to your drops on the fly. So now it's a two-step. Instead of you just dropping to your hook where it's simple, I want you to react to this first and then get back to that as the new guy with communication, motion, all that. That's the stuff that we got to be concerned about. So to minimize that, Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt have to dominate these matchups from a passing game perspective. Unless they are keeping both tight ends in, unless they're keeping running backs in and chipping, they have to consistently beat the drum with these dudes, and I don't see why they can't. 
for certain. Alex Highsmith will have a speed rush advantage on Charles Cross, and Charles Cross struggles to That's get down and bend with speed, yep. man. I'm telling you now. Y'all heard that it here ghost, on Friday. That ghost rush is going to hit. That is where he struggles, man. If you run down the middle of him and try to bull rush him, that is where he's good at. If you try to take him on the inside, he's athletic enough to move down with that. He cannot bend and handle speed rush. Heisman should have a day. So, you know I got to rock with that one. And salute him. I didn't even know he was going to be on our call early on, but, yeah, it was perfect timing, man. And I'm just saying to our Steelers PR friends, you know, mm-hmm. Bert and Angela, yeah. Michael B., if Alex Heisman has a big day on Sunday, he should probably do the same thing next Friday that Wash, he did before the rinse, game this Friday. Repeat. I don't know what Alex Highsmith did today, but he should probably do that same thing Wash, all over again. Rinse, repeat. And uh, another little side caveat, I didn't want to put the pressure on Highsmith. I know you brought up Cam Hayward, but we also know T.J. Watt is vying for another That's Defensive Player of the Year award. And let's be real, it's him and Michael Parsons that they're going to be competing with to the end. We like numbers. They talking pressures. It's a lot of back and forth, back and forth because of how close the numbers are. T.J. also, if he wants to go ahead and put the stamp on that, this one of them games. This one of them games, man. There is opportunity mm-hmm. out there for the Steelers' pass rush. If you want to go get you sure. one, if you want to go get you one, this is one of the ones you got some numbers in, man. Five Star Friday, matchup numero cuatro. Well, since we talking pass rushes, you know that always gets me going in the morning. So let's talk about the Seattle side of it because they do got Boye Mafe. Clap, 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 clap. Who does have nine sacks? And he's a really productive pass rusher. Good size on him, too, man. I like his burst. Good little speed rush element of it. Um, Good player. Really good player. Dan Moore. He's going to line up on you. You got to handle that. It's a different ass than a lot of the other body types you face this year because he's not a true traditional 3-4 outside linebacker. Sure. But he's not a Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard, True 4-3 DN. This is that Leo Rush, think Cliff Averill. Think though, uh, let me think of another cat that um, Marcus Golden. He's another guy that would have played or had a body type like this to an extent where they're a little bit bigger than, you know, your traditional 3-4 guy in terms sure. of the weight part. Sure. But that 6-3-ish, 6-4-ish is just a weird body type with him, man. Makes sense. And you just got to be buttoned up. That's the big part. With a guy like him, you got to be buttoned up. Dan Moore is totally capable. Dan Moore has blocked better players. At the same time, Boye Mafe is a really good, young, up-and-coming player. Think Highsmith a year ago when he's in the middle of putting it together and he's trying to show that he can do this type of thing. That's kind of where Mafe is. All right? So with that being the case, Dan Moore, man, keep my man clean. If it's Mason, who we think it will be, keep him clean. If it is Kenny, keep him clean. You got that blind side, though. They can see the front side rushing. They can see a Taylor coming from the front. They can see a Leonard Williams coming from the interior portion of that D-line. They got to be protected on that backside, man. And that's the one where, like I said, he's definitely going to try to get over there on Dan Moore a good amount. So let's hold that thing down, Big Dan. Yeah, let's uh, let's be the ones making the quarterback uncomfortable, mm-hmm. not having our quarterback uncomfortable. Or something like that. Five-star Friday matchup number five. All righty. So they used to have a Legion of Boom, but now they got Legion of Boom 2.0. Young Tariq Woolen, 
obviously Quadre Diggs, Julian Love leading the league in picks right now. Uh, Devin Witherspoon, young stud player. We need to check to see if he practiced also today. He was limited uh, the past two days, if I remember correctly. He's listed as questionable currently. Yeah. yeah. But these are dudes that take the football away. All these guys have interceptions. Witherspoon has took one to the crib. Reek, we obviously know last year, was what one of the top guys in terms of taking the football the way he has was picked. Was defensive rookie? Yes. Or no, him Sauce? and Sauce. I think it was Sauce got it. But that was the yeah, debate. Yeah, there was like the whole two. debate. Yeah. Yep. Um, Quadre Diggs picks, right? They turn the ball over. That's what they do. They catch footballs, man, if you put it in harm's way. So, Mason, if it is you or Kenny, if it is you, we're not scared of it. You ain't got to be scared of it. But at the same time, you need to be buttoned up. A mistake kills us, right? Multiple turnovers kills us. This is a group. You can have success throwing the ball on them. But they are a group that's trying to take that football away. So proceed the way that you need to proceed. Take the chance when you're supposed to take them chances. The check down is not a bad option, though. Think about their linebacker situation. Bobby Wagner, older, slower. Devin Bush, struggling still. 30 out the backfield is just as great an option than you throwing that thing tight window 10 yards down that field, man. You could drop that check down and have make Devin Bush, make Bobby Wagner play in space for four quarters, man. Mm-hmm. That is just as good. But be careful with this LOB 2.0 because they're taking the ball away, man. And that's what we can't have this week. Turnovers will absolutely get us out that stadium in a bad way. No doubt. Yeah. And they got a secondary that has a knack for creating them. That's that's one thing that they for certain do good. Like I said, they're going to struggle in other areas, but they take that football away, man. They do. It's same church, different pew. Seriously. Uh, from what we saw from those guys in Seattle about a decade ago. One more time, Arthur Motes. For those who might have joined us late or just want to double-check their notes, the five matchups that will determine the outcome of Steelers-Seahawks Sunday in Seattle. Well, if you're not stopping the run, what are we doing? So, Kenneth Walker, meet our inside linebackers. Then after that, man, I heard DK sign language on Seattle streets. All right, well, cool. JPJ finna come out there and show you how we get down over here. Can't wait to see that one. Get your popcorn ready. Then after that, man, well, we just talked to our new good friend of the show, Alex Highsmith. Well, him and his running mate, TJ Watt, have a date with Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas. Hello. Can't wait to see how that one plays out. Mm, mm, mm. Send my regards. Send my regards. Then after that, man, you know we're going to have to spend the block pass rushing on the other side, though. Boye Mafe. I like young, talented pass rushers. But unfortunately for Boye Mafe, you get a date with Dan Moore. <laughs> Dan, hold us down, baby. Don't have us looking crazy out here. All right. Then at number five, I got a five on it. Well, they got that new LOB 2.0. But it's 2.0. That means it ain't as good as the original. That means it ain't no Cam Chancellor. That means it ain't no Earl Thomas. That means it ain't no, you know, Sherman. Richard Sherman. You know, it ain't no, you know, you know, Brandon Brown. You know the group. You know the gang. You know the original members. There's like the new Temptations. All right? They still good. They're like dead and company. They cool. It ain't hitting to say no. But they still good, though. Hey, Jerry still, Garcia ain't They still there. good. You know what I mean? They still good. So, Mason, hello, or KP, got to remind them. Either way, this the one. But protect that ball. No turnovers, baby. We're humbled and excited to be in these five-star matchups. Five-star matchup. Somebody leaving here with a loss. Not going to be us. We will continue to talk Steelers-Seahawks on the other side. 
with our day one, our first friend of the show, Mr. Brian Backo. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Coming down the home stretch here on a Friday, Yins know what that means. It's time to go to the phone and welcome our good friend of the show, our day one. You know, we were talking about local school districts just a moment ago. Shaler's finest, Mr. Brian Backo covers the Stullers for the Post-Gazette. What's up, cousin? How we doing? Doing great. We've got former top 10 NBA pick Danny Fortson among our alumni, J.P. Holtz, who played for the Washington Commanders, Chicago Bears, and New Orleans Saints. So that's just a couple couple folks who rank above me on the Shaler Athletics Mount Rushmore. Well, that might be true, but you are Shaler's finest in our personal record book, and that's all that really matters. With the capital F also. Yep. Yep. Just don't yes, let just don't yes. just don't let double M Mark Madden right down the hall from us hear that because didn't he go to Shaler as well too? Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. yes Any, he did. Anyways, we move on, uh, Mr. Backer. Actually, you know who's much better than both of us though is Heather Abraham from KDKA. Oh, oh okay. Oh, look at you just Shaler. Neither Mark nor I can hold a candle to her media prowess. Well, I love it. And then Mars just produces a bunch of slappies like me and Chris Adamski. Brian Backo on the phone <laughs> with us here. Uh, buddy, well, let's uh, let's listen. Let's start here. Some injury updates, I guess, is where we normally like to, to get into things with you. Uh, yesterday, the news wasn't great on a Landon Roberts and Minka Fitzpatrick. Should we expect anything to change in that department? No, no. I think it's pretty, uh, pretty cut and dried. Did you know that the phrase is cut and dried, not cut and dry? I never knew just that. Just a fun fact. Just a fun fact for all you people out we there. We appreciate you that. That's from good. Me yeah. Today, maybe, but uh, yeah, I think it's it's pretty cut and dried that uh, Landon Roberts going to miss this week. Although we were talking to him yesterday in the locker room and sort of like, hey, pec injury, like what? What's going on with that? Are you really going to be able to come back this year? And he just said, hey, don't count me out. So he's uh, potentially able to play through some pain, I think, if the Steelers win this week and and make uh, Baltimore meaningful. I think Minka is going to miss at least one more week. Trenton Thompson said after practice today that he's also not ready to play. I was kind of surprised by that. I thought he would be back in the safety mix. And obviously at quarterback, you know, I wasn't there for the Mike Tomlin uh, briefing today, but – I guess he told some of my cohorts that, yes, Mason Rudolph is starting in case there were any questions about that. All righty. Well, breaking news. shout out to the breaking news then that Mason Rudolph will be starting this week. Because I was going to ask, what has uh, the offense response been to this kind of you know situation like last week where he hadn't announced who was the starter going to be? You know, he said it was going to be just like last week. You know, Mason's going to take the starter reps, da-da-da-da-da. Willie light on for Kenny, that whole thing. How was the team's response just to you, from your perspective, this whole week with all that kind of up in the air? I think it's been pretty matter-of-fact, Motes. I think everybody's kind of been operating under the assumption that, yeah, Mason's 
got the ball, as Tomlin put it on Tuesday. And I really think he just didn't want to tip his hand too much one way or the other in that presser. I mean, number one, you know, don't make it awkward for anybody in the room, be it the QBs themselves or their teammates. But number two, why give Seattle more information than they need at their disposal as they're putting together their plan uh, early in the week? Don't allow your opponent to focus 100% of their efforts on one guy or the other. But obviously by the end of the week, Friday, Tomlin doesn't mind sort of putting it out there that, yeah, Rudolph's going to start. I guess it remains to be seen what could be different from the Bengals game. Does Kenny at least dress and be available as the emergency third QB inactive? Or even is he the backup? Is Mitch Trubisky the emergency third quarterback? I don't know that a team has had to even go to that new role for 2023 yet. But uh, in this case, I guess there's mild amount of intrigue because it to me it doesn't hurt you to at least put a guy in uniform even if you're not super comfortable with his uh, mobility and availability to play and boy wouldn't it be amazing if like Rudolph and Trubisky are both being evaluated for minor bumps and bruises and here comes Kenny hobbling <laughs> in like Willis Reed as the inactive third QB and boom the rest is history but uh but no, I, that's the only thing that I think is really left to determine at, at the quarterback spot. Now, speaking of Kenny, we know, you know, a lot of people have had different, you know, thoughts on him, uh, whether it was his body language in the game, some of the comments in terms of, you know, if he learned anything and stuff like that. But just as a whole, what do you, how do you think he's been handling this situation just from what you've observed, you know, in the practice setting, in the meet or not the meetings, but the locker room settings? Is he, you know, still yeah. positive, upbeat? Like, what's that mindset? What's his? What's he? What are you seeing from him from a body language standpoint? Yeah, I'm not in the meetings. I'm not hard knocks, but I, I kind of wish <laughs> right. I was. Imagine everything I would know, right? But I don't. I, I don't make a huge deal about the shots on the sideline and the body language. Like, you know, I'm sure it was a little cold down on the sideline. I'm sure number two, he's kind of locked into to watching the game and. It was like the Matt Canada stuff earlier this season, too. If, if there was a camera on you at all times of the day, um, you know, there'd probably be some shots of, of your face during things happening. That you're like, oh, I didn't even realize I was looking like that. But, uh, no, I mean, hey, his interview Wednesday was, uh, I guess, maybe terse is one way to put it. But that's not really unusual for Kenny. He's not the most, like, outgoing, verbose uh, interviewee to begin with. And certainly when things aren't really going his way, be it, results on the field or in this case injury uh same same thing he's going to have more curt responses because i think he's just itching to get back out there and play rather than talking about it so um yeah i mean i'm sure it's human nature that you're, you're a little bit miffed that you're not you're not the guy right now when you feel like you could be obviously you root for your teammates and you want them to excel and you want the team uh to win so that the, the postseason can be uh available down the line but i also think it's like hey, wouldn't anybody feel a certain type of way if a team's doing better without you in there? And also, as, as a quarterback, that's one of the few positions on the field where there can be only one. You're not going to rotate QBs. You're not going to split snaps. And so one week it's this guy, one week it's the next. No, I mean, it's like uh, there, there can only be one of them. So I, don't, I didn't expect Kenny, and I wouldn't expect any quarterback, young or old, uh, first-round pick or not, in his situation to just, uh, you know, turn his hat around and say, all right, Mason, go get a man. I'll, I'll, I'll chill here until, uh, until we're all ready for me to go back in there. It's just, it's not that simple. It's not that easy. Well, let me ask you then about Mr. House Money, Mason Rudolph. 
What do you expect from him on Sunday? I mean, I don't know. 290 and two touchdowns might be uh, an ask, but do you expect us to see another solid showing from number two? I'm a little bit nervous about regression after seeing the Jake Browning interceptions right before my very eyes Saturday (laughs) at Acrisure Stadium. Uh, Obviously, they're different situations. Mason's been in the league longer than Browning. Uh, You know, it's not the same he was a third round pick browning was undrafted so if he if either guy is going to kind of turn back into a pumpkin at midnight uh you'd, you'd probably expect it to be the undrafted guy versus someone with mason's pedigree but all that said uh i kind of think he's going to stay hot i kind of have a good feeling about mason against this banged up seahawks secondary and you know even the the middle of the defense at inside linebacker jordan brooks probably out for this game They've got some pieces on the back end, but I was just reading some stuff today from out in Seattle that the the cornerback play from everybody pretty much except uh, fifth overall pick Devin Witherspoon has not really been what they were expecting to get. You know, their second year uh, six foot four Tariq Woolen. I mean, he was a Pro Bowler last year with six interceptions, and he got benched it at times this season. So that to me is it, it, it tells me that Mason Rudolph can keep this hot hand going, and I think if Cincy showed us anything, he's going to go down swinging, right? If this is his last opportunity with the Steelers or even in the NFL, why uh, why leave any stones unturned? Play play free, play loose, play like you've got nothing to lose because he really doesn't. Now, you're right about that. He definitely does not have anything to lose, House man. House money. But he has plenty that he could gain, man, if you keep stacking performance. They wrote like him off, just and he saw. didn't write back. Well, easy. Big hold facts. on. Hold on now. Hold on. Big facts. This is true, man. This is definitely true. All right. Well, I got to ask you about another guy that, uh, you know, a little over a week ago was coming under fire as well, man. But obviously he went out there and exploded from a receiving standpoint, man, and put a lot of, you know, of the chirping to bed, at least for the week. George Pickens. Um, what's it looking like for him this week, man? How was he, you know, in terms of responding to the successful performance that he had, how has he been throughout this week and stuff like that? And what are you anticipating seeing from him on a Sunday as well? Yeah, doesn't seem really any different. I think uh, what will be interesting to see, though, is after what he put on film against the Bengals, I assume with that aforementioned sort of leaky Steeler, uh, Seahawks cornerback unit, are they going to pay even more attention to Pickens, make sure they bracket him, even double him at times? I would think anybody after uh, the game that he just had, you're not going to let two to 14 beat you. You know, the Bengals probably were content with, hey, if they make the throws to beat us between those two guys, that connection, then so be it. And that's exactly what Rudolph and Pickens did. Seattle, I assume, will come into this with a little different mindset, different mentality. Hey, we're going to make Rudolph dice us up over the middle, dink us and dunk us down the field, beat us underneath, um, you know, to, to Deontay Johnson. Pat Fryermuth. So if, if that is the case, can George uh, not get frustrated? Because I think part of his journey so far this season that we've been chronicling, that we've been writing about, talking about on shows like this are how's he responding to the dips in production? How's he responding to the adversity? But with a young guy like him, who, let's be honest, thinks pretty highly of himself, is very confident in his abilities, how's he going to respond to the success? as well um, when this does this now become the expectation for you week in and week out or can you be a Pat Fryermuth type who was saying after the Bengals game 
I didn't even care that I didn't get a target. I knew they were going to take me away. I tried to block my rear end off, and if I'm not involved in the game plan as far as a receiver, I'm not going to complain about it. That's the kind of buy-in that you want from everybody. We'll see if the Steelers have that from their wide receivers because I think their their top two guys have both had a lot of success already in this league and both expect the, the offense to sort of run through them almost regardless of the defensive game plan. We are going to see indeed Sunday, 4.05 p.m. against the Seahawks. Mr. Backo, as always, before we let you go, in your most humble but confident of opinions. Dun, dun, dun. How's this one play out? Everything on paper and, you know, matchup-wise makes me think the Seahawks have the edge here, especially at home. But I guess I should fade myself after some of my bad picks recently. <laughs> and like I said, I've just uh, I've got a feeling – and don't get me wrong, I had a feeling, too, that the Steelers would rise up and bounce back against the Colts. I looked dumb by the end of that game. But I just have a feeling that Mason Rudolph's going to play well again on the road. The Steelers are going to be able to control the game with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. I really liked what I saw from Najee last week. He always seems to get better as the season wears on, right? Uh, week 17, week 18, in recent years, he's done some of his best work. And let's not ignore the, the big guys in front of him. They've also gotten better. Uh, you know, the last couple seasons sort of down the stretch. So I'm going to go Steelers in a little bit of a shootout, at least by our standards. Uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh 28, Seattle 25. Let's go. Ooh, let's go. I like it. A bit of a quirky score there. From our good friend of the show, Brian Backo. Hasn't changed his number since the seventh grade. Doesn't do cap. Make sure you're checking out all his Steelers coverage in the PG. Mr. Backo, thank you for your time so much as always, and we'll talk to you next year. Yeah, see you next year, guys. Have a good one. Woo! And there you have it, ladies and gents. And there you have it. See you next year. I'll see you next year, too. You can vouch for me on this because the way our studio is set up, you can see what's on my computer. Look up on my computer right there, and what do I have on the computer? Talk to you next year. I just put that up on the screen. I I wrote Mm -mm. it down on a tweet so that I would see it up there so I wouldn't forget to say it. Mm-mm. Talk to you next year. We'll talk to him next year. Backo takes the Steelers. And Motsi and Yule are going to take the Steelers. We'll find out on the other side. You already said you were taking the Steelers. You did. What if somebody joined us late and you already said that? it? That was like an hour ago. No, our they, radio audience has turned over since no, then. No, you're right. Different. We have. We're, they stay with we're us like the, the gra- whole Our listeners time. are like the Grateful Dead listeners. You better believe it. They want the four-hour yes. concert. They're like, yep, take it all the way. You stop with a minute, an hour and 53 minutes this time. We want two hours. That's yeah, what they're for. for an hour and 58 minutes? Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. <laughs> We will. Uh, I got some bars cooked up for this ever, one. Ever, I'm ever, excited for this Here We Go song. Your predictions, our predictions, last chance to get a man knuckleheads ever, ever, on Twitter, on ever, X, ever, ever, at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. The Body. We'll sing some songs, give some predictions, ever, get to ever, yours. Fresh. On the other side. <laughs> Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. 
Final segment here of the Blitz on a Friday. So that means we fade the music down extra fast on this one because we have got plenty to get to here. Get those tweets in. They're rolling, rolling, rolling. Your predictions before we get out of here, we will read them off. We'll give ours as well, too. But before we do any of that, you hear my DJ Motes warming up in the background because we sung a Here We Go song last week, right? Yep. Fresh. And what happened? Victory. So we're going to sing this stinking song again. Here we go. Down the stretch to Seattle. Maestro. Can I get a beat? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Steelers. Here we go. Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl. Here we go. Yes, Seattle got that good salmon. But they don't know what we're planning. They have no clue. Seahawks gonna need some luck. We getting this win while we drink their Starbucks. Here we go. You know I'm gonna need my cinnamon doce latte with the side of the Victory for my black and gold Pittsburgh Steelers. And just know they throw fish, but we throwing touchdown passes. So Mason the GP, you know I can't wait to see it. But Wes, give me verse two. You know what to do. Here we go. Time for Mason. To do it again. I need it again, Rudolph. Throw some touchdowns. Can I get an amen? Amen. We tearing down that space needle and leaving them lying in the position fetal. Here we go. Oh, he's in the fetal position. Crying for him, mommy. We're going to sign language to DK. It's okay, buddy. Because at the end of the day, the space needle is up high. And when we throwing them touchdowns and they raining down, them scores when we going up high. Let's go verse three. Finish it out for me, Wesley. Here we go. Yeah, the Steelers are in a race. Are we racing? No. Going to leave our mark. On Pike Place. Come on now. Gonna make this trip some history as we claim a West Coast victory. Now, you know we gotta get a victory out there. Now, this is the Seahawks. And if I remember correctly, the Seahawks sound like. But have you ever heard a Seahawk hit with a steel beam? It sounds like. Steelers, here we go. Ho, ho. It's like that sometimes. Man, that's, that like Seahawk that got boinked by that steel beam. Shout out to Steely McBeam, man. We got to be careful. We might have PETA might be on the line here before hey, too man. much longer. Shout out to Steely McBeam, man. You know what the problem was this, though? Tell me. We had to go up there and, you know, do some construction on the Space Needle. When you got to go out there and we got to bring the steel out there, you know, sometimes Seahawks and other animals flying around get damaged, get hurt. It's occupational hazard, man. I hate it to be like that, but the Seahawk just, yeah. If you don't want any problem, Mr. Seahawk, I suggest you stay out on the ground, all right? If you don't want any problem, Mr. Seahawk, if you don't want no you problem, big fella, problems, big fella, I suggest that when they start that thing and they start beat the drum and, you know, they let that Seahawk, I suggest you keep that Seahawk with you, okay? I suggest you keep that drum. You might want to lose the sticks for that drum this week. I suggest that you don't even walk out there on that platform, whoever. I heard it's KJ Wright this weekend, too. 
I heard they calling oh, back Spider-Man to come over the there. They guns, the big huh? guns, okay? But if you know, you know, KJ, man. You don't even need to pull up out there, KJ. You know them steel beans pulling up in the city, okay? So you best to be careful. You best to be careful. Yo, see what happened to that Seahawk. If one more Seahawk try and stop me, there going to be some dreadhead Steelers in the lobby. Uh, 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 uh. We back. Can I say one thing that I appreciate about that- Seattle real quick before we go to the tweets? Besides the coffee. The fact that we never play Seattle, so when I get to write bars about the Seahawks, like everything's, you can make the salmon jokes, Everything the space needle jokes. Everything is on the, the table. Like I can only rap about Skyline Chili so many times before it gets old. Yeah. I can only make so many Edgar Allan Poe Raven references before it gets old. Mm-hmm. But you, you keep refreshed today. Seattle, you only play them once every four years, every couple years. It's like, oh, well, we could go right back to the well mm-hmm. on this one. And for that, I appreciate them. Arthur Motes, what do you say we go to the tweets? Get these predictions in before we give ours. Ricky is the lucky one. Uncle Ricky. To lead us off today, he says we break the sh- losing streak out there in Seattle. Steelers win 31-30 to on a Wizard of Boz walk-off. Shout out. That would be with the drama. Zach tweets us and says, Happy New Year, fellas. Steelers 27, Seahawks 24. Hey, Zach, talk to you next year, man. Happy New Year. Jacob tweets and says, Steelers 27, Seahawks 21, let's go Steelers. Shout out for another awesome Here We Go song. I am ready for the weekend. Be safe, y'all. Shout out. Shout out. Yes, be safe too. As two guys who like to have a good time from time to time, New Year's is a time that people like to have a good time from time to time. Be safe, be smart if you're out there having a good time. Responsible. All the time. Just be responsible. Big Ron tweets and says, I got the Steelers beating the Sea Chickens 24 to 21. Wizard of Boz game winner. Let's go. Stellar Rocker, our buddy Jay in New Ham. Sure. Hey. 27-17 Steelers this weekend. Stellar's defense silences the 12th man. Shh. Do we need to have like a uh like a Texas A&M and a Seattle Seahawks war to uh to see who gets to claim 12th man? Who won the most recent championship between the two? Seattle for sure. So it's theirs. But I do think A&M started it. But it's kind of like LSU and Clemson both call their stadium Death Valley. I guess it really just depends on who's better at that current time, you're right. Mm-hmm. And other than the Johnny Manziel year or two, A&M mm-hmm. hasn't been very good. Mm-hmm. Amy tweets, prediction 28-17 to 17 Steelers. Hope you have a great trip to the West Coast. Best Coast beat the Seahawks. I'm always excited to go out West. As John Mayer would say with my headphones on, Todd tweets, good guys win 24-19. to 19. Here we go. Here we go. Enjoy the views out West. Oh, yeah, that Pacific Ocean be beautiful. It's B-E-A-utiful. G-Rob, though, tweets and says, I'm driving across Iowa on I-80, and I swear I just passed Tommy DeVito's agent driving a Chrysler 300. Ayo. Anyways, Steelers win 31-17, to defensive Not touchdown. Not the 300. That's a good joke. It, it might be the truth, but that's a good joke, too. Good luck, he might be the truth, but not the 300. Oh. That's... He seems like the type of guy. Russell tweets <laughs> and says Mason throws for three touchdowns, <laughs> thirty-eight to twenty win. <laughs> he said, "Put him in the three hundred, <laughs> rocking the truck." Uh, let's see. I'm predicting pain. Steelers twenty-three, Seahawks thirteen. Let's kick the New Year's off right. Here we go. Here comes the pain. Here Rod, comes the pain. Rod Dalla likes a high-scoring win for the Steelers. And they're a high-scoring affair. Thirty-eight to thirty-one. Ooh. Bill tweets and says on Sunday. 
I will be partaking and either celebrating or drowning my sorrows. I need a win for my boys as I live in enemy territory here in Northeast Ohio. Let's go 33-21, good guys. Oh, yeah, we're going to have to get on a ball for you. We got your back. We got your back. Steeler Cop tweets us and says, Mason does it again. Steelers 31, Seahawks 27, Watt and Highsmith each with a sack. Steeler Nation 920. Our buddy Tyler mm-hmm. up in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mason, the offense, put up another 30-burger. Pat Pete interception. Team effort. 31-21. to Gino goes off, but can't get the W. Who ride? I appreciate you throwing that last part in there. Shout out to Gino going Yeah, off. I mean, you know, honestly, that's my scenario for this game. Play Steelers, great lo- Gino and plays lose. well, but the Steelers yep. win. That's yep. what I'm hoping for. Absolutely. That's what I'm hoping for. Hey, look, for. throw for 350 and lose. Yep. <laughs> CR chimes in that he does not like the Here We Go song. Oh, no. Come on, CR. That was bars on top of bars for you today. CR, don't be, don't are, be bah humbug. Hey, don't be say? the Grinch, don't okay? Don't be hating. Don't be hating. Them don't bars. Don't be hating. CR, you know that was like old school lyrical, like LL Cool J. They call, I, I thought you was Rod Kim or Big Daddy Kane the way you were spitting them lyrics over there, man. Mm-hmm. That Yeah. I sound like, you know, Jam Master J on the ones and twos over here. <laughs> hey, CR, these are the breaks, buddy. All right? You know how we do, man. Steelers man tweets us and says, Happy Friday. Juiced up even more after hearing from Alex. You guys never disappoint. Steelers 24, Seahawks 21. Man, you know we try to surprise wow. you with a little, you know. About that. Yeah. We do. It's yeah. a little fun. Didn't tease it at all this week. We keep on your toes. Just keep you on your toes. You That's never it. know. We're like a box of chocolates, some might say. Mm-hmm. Arthur Motes, before we get out of here, Steelers, Seahawks, Sunday, big one for both clubs. How's it play out? Man, I got it as a smooth 24-20 to 20 victory for the guys, Ooh. man. Not only do they win, but they will cover as well. Um, and I anticipate Mason playing well. No turnovers, but I do think this is the running game, man. I'm looking for Jalen Warren. Big day for him, man. Okay. Big day from Jalen, man. I like that call. But 24-20, we getting up out of that thing with a dub. I dig it. I'm going to go same church, but a little higher scoring pew. 28-27 Steelers. It is. Close one. Bring your own guts one. Ooh, yeah. But Seattle forgot to cut their eyelids off, and the Steelers win. Ah. By the hair of their chinny-chin-chin. Yeah, I be like that sometimes, man. It do be like it, that it, sometimes. It, I mean, we just fresh out of no shade in November, so you know. Hey, maybe they still got some chin hair left. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, Jacob says CR doesn't know good music, clearly. All right, that's it. We're cutting the classics. I love it. Thanks to uh, everybody for another great week. Enjoy your new year. Be safe if you are traveling around, doing any shenanigans around. Thanks to all of you, as always, for participating in the show. You know, we appreciate the H-E double hockey sticks out of you. And a thank you to our buddy Brian Backo as well, too, for lending us. And our new buddy, Alex Highsmith. For lending us their time on a busy Friday. Finally, a shout out and a happy new year and a talk to you next year to the best co-host in the business, Arthur Nathan Motes the third. Who me? Take care, everybody. Be good. No show on Monday, as it is uh New Year's Day. We're off. I'll holler at y'all. No show on Tuesday because Mike Tomlin press conference. I'm going to really holler at y'all. So it'll be Wednesday when we talk to you next. But as always, you know where to find us. It's on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Stella's Nation Radio. You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. 
The good news? With an ST Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At ST, it's just what we do. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender.